Amen. Please take out an offering. Take out a very powerful offering and lift up your offering high above your head as we pray. Take out a very good offering. Lift up your offering as we pray. Father, we thank you for the blessing to give. Bless the seed that we are given in Jesus' name. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Ida! In the lake of fire, there's darkness everywhere. 
gonna copy all the things, all the things I have to copy. I'm gonna learn all the things, all the things I have to learn. I'll listen to the messages I have to listen to. I'm gonna do all the things that I have to do. I'm gonna fast for all those days that I have to fast. I'm gonna pray for all those hours that I have to pray. I am gonna follow heart, cause I'm a heart follower. My soul followeth heart after thee. Thy right hand upholdeth me. Join the army, 
There's excitement in the air. Are you excited to be in church? Give the Lord a first love scream. Touch two people and say, I'm ready for the word. Shake somebody. I feel some people are falling asleep. Shake somebody and say something good is coming. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you there? Hallelujah. Are you there? I can't hear you. Are you there? Can I have a hallelujah? Can I have an amen? Are you ready for the word? Are you ready for your miracle? Are you ready for your prophecy? Are you ready for a touch from God? Are you ready for change? Are you ready for deliverance? Then put your hands together. Give the Lord a scream. And let's welcome your father and my brother, the prophet, Bishop, Dag. He was Mills. Come on, give the Lord a scream. When you put your trust in God, nothing is impossible. When you trust in His word, hearken to the voice of God today. Is there anything too hard for me? Then put your trust in God alone. And rest upon his word for everything, oh everything 
Yes, everything is possible with God. Nothing is impossible when you put your trust in God. Are you singing? Nothing is impossible when you trust in His Word. Talking to the voice of God to thee. Is there anything too hard for me? Then put your trust in God alone and rest upon His word. For everything, oh everything, yes everything is possible with God. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, thank you for touching our lives, changing our lives with your holy word. We are so grateful. We love you, Jesus. Speak to our hearts. Bless our lives. Send us out of here to conquer the enemy, to defeat Satan, to win, and to do your will. We thank you, Jesus, for your blessing in our lives. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Now, today I'm going to continue on part two on the blessings of soul winning. Amen. So, Soul winning, which is the point number four in my book, Tell Them, you must be a soul winner because one of the blessings of soul winning is that it gives you great joy and it energizes you. Amen. Amen. There's joy. Luke chapter 10, verse 1. After these things, the Lord appointed other 70 and sent them out two by two before his face into every city and place. Therefore said he unto them, The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Pray ye the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth laborers into his harvest. Amen. Amen. And then in verse 17, I think, it says, and the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. Amen. Now, you'll find out that in the Bible times, they didn't struggle to identify devils. Nowadays, we have all sorts of reasons for things. But in the Bible time, they knew when devils were subject to them. As you go out of this place, devils will be subject to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, one of the things that 
is needed for our lives, that we, we actually want, is joy. Joy is like a mature version of happiness. You know, happiness sounds and looks like something more fleeting and something that it's like, oh, we are just excited today. But joy is like a more mature version. Can we have the definition of joy, please? Can somebody check what is the meaning of joy? What does joy mean? Joy the passion or emotion excited by the acquisition or expectation of good. Pleasurable feelings or emotions caused by success, good fortune, and the like, or by a rational prospect of possessing what we love or desire, gladness, exhilaration of spirits, delight. So perhaps a good feeling that is caused by success or good fortune you see, now that is something that is very important in your life because the Bible says that when they went out to preach, they came, up, they came back with joy. So when you do the work of God, the Bible says that there's a lot of joy in heaven over one sinner that is saved. But the Bible says here that the 70 who were sent out two by two to do the work of God, they, apart from the people in heaven who were happy, the 70 themselves who went out, they came back with joy. Amen. So your life becomes happier and better when you are involved in the work of God. Now, you may think that your life becomes happier when you have money. But I can tell you that there are a lot of people, the, the saddest people in the world are often the richest because they don't have a sense of purpose. What do I live for? You see, we have problems of rich people and problems of poor people. The problems of poor people are a little easier to solve because they have usually some short-term goal to accomplish. Like maybe I need 100 CDs by the end of the month. I just need 1,000 CDs to pay my school fees. I just need 7,000 CDs to buy a car. I just need 2,400 to pay by two years advance. These are short-term problems which have a clear solution. But rich people, they have the school fees. They have the house. They have 
the hundred cities. They have the cars. They have what again? Visas. They have, they have it. So what, 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 what should I work for? What should I do? So the prince of Wales or the prince and the princesses in England and some of these other places, they have to create something to make themselves happy. There's nothing to work for. There's nothing to live for. There's no reason to be on earth. And that is why people even get mental problems. You know, some time ago, it was easier to get, to become a specialist, to get a program or to get access to the training to become a psychiatrist because nobody wanted to do. But these days, they need so many psychiatrists all over the world that it's more difficult to get even access to the program. They would rather get, let you be a gynecologist or surgeon. They are always tired. The psychiatrists, there are so many people have problems. And you see, mental illness, you, you, it may look sometimes, the person just looks querulous, somebody it's a mental illness. <laughs> or sometimes bad behavior, it's, it, it's a problem. So there's a lot of mental uh, problems. And, and one of the things is that people's thoughts are not working well. And people are not happy. And there's no joy in life. And there's a lot of sadness in the world. So, one of the great benefits of becoming a soul winner is that you suddenly have a new vision for your life. You suddenly become energized with energy. You get it? To achieve something for God. If I was thinking of money or to have achieved something would make me happy and rest. Then from now and even before now, I have nothing to do because I've already built a church. I have churches and I've written books. There's nothing to do. I hope you get what I'm saying. There's nothing to do. There's nothing to achieve for me in that regard. Many of the things I've achieved, most people have lived 10 lives have not achieved it. That's the truth. Yeah. So, God gives us something that gives us a reason for living, which is very unique and which never will fade away. And that reason is the reason of, the same reason for God sending his son to come and die on the cross. Is that reason for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, Jesus Christ, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. So, soul winning is the greatest motivation for your life, both now and in the future. Both now, whether you are a minister of the gospel whether you have achieved a lot already, whether you have money, whether you don't have money, it is like something to spare you on. 
Now, it is well known, it's a well known fact that there is a correlation between having motivation for living makes you live long. Yes, it makes you live long. That is why sometimes people would, you, you want the patient to be motivated. Because when people are motivated, they live. They live. It, it, the brain actually controls and affects the responses of your body. That is why the most dangerous year of your life is apparently the year in which you retire. Yes. Most people, uh, not most, but a lot of people die within the first two years of uh, retirement. And the most dangerous year is the first year of retiring. So, because there's nothing to do. I've lived, <laughs> I've been paid, my children have grown up, there's nothing to do. I have money, I have where to stay, I, have, I can eat. And so a lot of people die in the first two years of retirement. That's why I don't plan to retire. Yes, I don't plan to retire. I wouldn't advise anybody to retire. Yes. But you see, the government has a way of making people retire because they're trying to, they need to create jobs for people. That's actually the reason why they, 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 they let people retire. They're trying to create jobs for others. You see? But it's a very dangerous thing to retire. And it's dangerous for churches to retire from soul winning. Very dangerous. That's when the church can become something that you, you can't even imagine what it's, it's going to become. So, soul winning is the master key for all of us to have joy and motivation. When I hear the testimonies of people being saved, I sort of have a spirit of life and I feel, oh wow, it's worth doing it. Oh, keep on doing it. You know, keep on doing it. And, you know, there's more to be done. Come on. Keep going. You get it? Keep moving. So there's some joy that comes to you. Now, you look at your life. How many have cried quite a bit since you were born in this world? In your short life, you've cried quite a bit. I want to see your hand. Now, the Bible says, and there's a song we have like that, remember your creator in the days of your youth before the evil days come. Now, if the evil days haven't come and you are crying, then what is it going to be like when the evil days come? Because you are so young. And you are telling me that you've cried quite a bit. Huh? Hey. How many girls have cried out of your heart that seems to be cheering in different directions? Hey. Now, you see, the Bible is amazingly true. You must respect. If you don't respect anything, respect the Bible. Because the way it is true is sad. Sad and bad. 
and terrible when he says, remember your creator in the days of your youth before the evil days come. Trust me. I'm telling you, if you don't trust me, trust the Bible. It is true. The days that are ahead are not as nice as the days when you are experiencing as a young person. They are not as nice. Let me write the Bible. Yes. I don't want to frighten you or bore you with things. But I just want you to believe the Bible. How many on this side have had some sad days and you were really crying and crying? Look at boys lifting their hands here. You are lifting your hands as if you are girls. Because I'm not talking about those who cry when they are talking. I'm talking about crying from sadness. Yeah. When you are younger, you attend more weddings on Saturdays. When you are older, you attend more funerals on Saturdays. Yes. And you know how there are some weddings you can't say, I can't, I'm not going. When you get older, there are funerals you can't say, you will not go. The way it is, you have to go. But the way the person is, and the way you've been with the person, you've got, you got to be there. So, thank God for a good job. Yeah. A job of winning souls. You know, when I started doing Healing Jesus Crusade, I, I became younger. When I, when I came to reach out further to the First Love Church, I became younger because everybody around me is a young person. And all the issues I'm dealing with are young issues. Which are nicer. Oh. You see, I'll tell you something. Let me listen to me. You people, when I talk, I pray that you are listening. You know, have you heard of um, when you say somebody is a physician? Do you know what it means? The person, no. The person, when you are specializing in medicine, we have one particular specialty called internal medicine. So you have a surgeon, you have a gynecologist, you have an ear specialist, eye specialist, anesthetist, and so on. But then we have one of them called internal medicine. Those are the people that deal with high blood pressure, diabetes, um, kidney disease, liver disease, I mean, a lot of type of things, heart failure and heart problems and then there's another special specialty called pediatrics. Do you see? Now pediatrics is the same as the internal medicine but for children. Do you see? Because in pediatrics we have pediatric surgery for people who operate on babies and children. So the we have pediatrics and internal medicine. They are similar. Do you see? Now, you'll be far happier working at the pediatrics than working at the medicine place. Because in the medical ward, this one is breathing, is going down, is going up. This one is on a drip to sustain him, to revive him. This one has liver failure. This one has kidney failure. This one has, everybody has something wild. But the pediatrics, they, they say, this one has malaria and he's coming out. 
or he has some typhoid and he's recovering, or things that cure, and they go home. 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 But on the medical world, 16 people can die on one day. Yes. You can be doing what brown and they will just die. After you discharge them here, when you get it, say that he's just died. I've seen it before. So when the Bible says, remember your creator in the days of your youth, before the evil days, even in medicine, the practice of medicine, you see a different world when you are dealing with children and when you are dealing with the grown-ups. Yes. So, the joy of the Lord that you are going to develop within you, you are going to develop, you see, the Bible says the, the 70 came back with joy after going out to do the work of, you don't get that. Most, you go to your boyfriend and come back. When you are coming back, you'll be thinking, did I do the right thing? Is it the right thing that happened when I went? Am I pregnant? Do I have a disease? Me, this guy will leave me just now. This girl, I don't know. I've changed my mind. And so on and so forth. Yes. Is it not true? Yes. But when you come back from soul winning, you are filled with real joy. Hallelujah. So those of us here who have not learned the art of soul winning, you are missing out on the greatest joy medicine. Yes. What is going to give you joy and make you a happy person. Oh, I don't need to be happy. I'm okay as I am. Now, let me tell you, don't talk quickly like that when I'm preaching. You get it? You need happiness. These days, the brothers are looking for happy people. Yes. Yes. And, and I will advise you, look for somebody who is happy. Avoid the unhappy and unlucky. Yes. Avoid what? Unhappy and unlucky. Yes. Avoid them. Look at their face and look at their eyes. Look at them when they are not conscious that you are looking at them. And see the sadness. Sometimes the eyes even drop to the right and the left. You think I don't know things? One day a little boy told his mother, Mommy, you think I don't know things? I know things. Look at their faces. When their face is relaxed, then you see that this place will calm down. It means she's very strict. Okay, it's okay. You, you, I don't want to... Now, psychology today says results showing from a test that having a strong sense of purpose is positively correlated 
with more successful aging. Like you do well as you get older. Over an 18-year study, they studied people for 18 years, and they said that having a strong sense of purpose is correlates very well. It correlates with doing well as you get older or successful aging. Individuals scoring higher on a sense of purpose, like the purpose of soul winning, reported lower functional disabilities. What are functional disabilities? Different parts of your body start changing and you are not able to be as you were. How many would like to be 90 and you are still driving your car? Yes, it will happen to you. They showed a better self-rated health, fewer symptoms of depression compared to individuals who didn't have a strong purpose. Then having a strong sense of purpose was linked to better performance on tests of their memory and their mental speed. Also, using survival analysis, researchers showed that having a strong sense of purpose was also related to living longer. Amen. Amen. In explaining these results, the researcher and his co-authors suggested that having a strong sense of purpose allows people to set meaningful goals in life and manage their time and efforts more effectively. According to so-and-so, people face mental and physical barriers as they grow older and deal with the realities of aging. Amen. So, Individuals with a high sense of purpose who can adapt to their changing lives by finding new ways of achieving their purpose or achieving a purpose are able to stay mentally and physically active for longer. Not only does that improve emotional well-being, but it can also lead to a longer and more productive life. This one in psychology. Those of you who are doing psychology, you better take notes. Having a strong sense of purpose can also be important in acting as a stress buffer. We all face stress, especially as we grow older. Realizing that our bodies aren't as strong and healthy as they want we imposes new worries. And that is predictable stress. Unexpected problems can also come. All right? Which is why... Having a strong sense of purpose can be especially, especially important. Apart from promoting a sense of well-being, having set goals can make it easier to cope with unexpected stress and develop new ways to cope with age-related changes. And it goes on in a lot of what you call it. But I'm just saying that even psychologists are telling us that um, there is a blessing 
in having a strong purpose, and that is what I am teaching you today, you must energize, energize, hallelujah, by becoming an ardent, dogged soul winner in the first half. You see, this is one of the biggest churches in, in the city. That's, that's where we are here. So it can take away your energy. But now, we want to have 20, we want to have 10,000 and 20,000 people here. Suddenly, we are, we are nothing. Suddenly, there's, I mean, it's like, it's like now there's a crisis and there's something important to start doing. It's like we, we have to just forget about everything and get into it. Suddenly, I mean, it's like we are nowhere. We need land. We need this. We need to expand. We need to win souls. We need to have more bus centers. We need to pray. We need to fast. Suddenly, I mean, we, we, we have what to do. Yes. And that keeps away sickness. It keeps you alive. It keeps you alive. Because, you see, if you look at your life, you realize that it's a small goal that you are looking forward to. Some of us want to get married. That marriage that you are planning to get is actually what's keeping you moving. When you get married, you want to have children. That's keeping you moving. Then after that, you want your children to go to this school. That's also keeping you moving. Then after that, you need to pay their fees. That keeps you moving. So it's the purpose that keeps the engine going in life. That is why when you retire, then it's like there's no more reason to live. And psychiatrists and psychologists, we don't really understand the connection, but it's connected to life. But when it switches off, then it start, you start to die. That's why many people die when they retire. First two years. So here we are. Thank God how far he's brought us. But thank God for the inspiration of people like Bishop Oyedepo who have 50,000 in the hall, 50,000 outside in a service, and almost four services. With, I mean, almost 400,000 people coming to church on Sunday morning. And Accra, yes, Ghana is smaller. The whole of Lagos, the Lagos alone is the whole of Ghana. But um, it's still comparatively, I don't think that we are anywhere. So to, to not be able to have 10,000 people or 20,000 souls that we have, suddenly I have a reason to wake up. What do you think? I have something to do. And as we rise to do that, all the benefits, do you see, that are hidden in that purpose, including your well-being and your joy and, and, and so on, are connected. When I got married or maybe before, we had the church. Sometimes my wife will be waiting as we are doing meetings. I realize that it's not a good thing. When you are waiting for somebody, you, you, it, is, it is sickening. Because you don't know why the person is not coming. That's the point you think the person is just doing unnecessary things. And if you don't take care, you get upset. And it can lead to unhappiness and quarrels. People who don't come to the church, they, what, I, what, what did you go and do there? You're coming now. Do you know, there's no church that comes at this time. Why? 
But if you are part of the church, you, you will understand why we are here. So once you are not active, you become an attraction for evil spirits and evil thoughts. And the joy will go away. Even your marriage, the joy will go away. Yes. There are times I've sent missionaries out because they were the two missionaries that were there, they became closer. I mean, husband and wife. Because there's nobody. There's nobody to even talk to. Yes. So, every one of us must rise up for our own sake and our own joy levels, your mental health. Yes. Let's have this purpose. For my mental health, I need to have a strong vision to win souls. But I don't need any soul in anybody's church. There are thousands of souls today on campus. Legon has 50,000 people. Just here. 50,000 people. They are there. And UPSA, I don't know how many thousand they have. They are all there. And from the testimonies we've heard, people are badder than bad, I tell you. This Sunday morning, you see, pastor's children, they are all sleeping in their house. In their, many of them are not going, going to church. When you ask them, so I'm a Christian, but they are not. So, soul winning is becoming the main stay. And every one of us here is going to be a soul winner. Soul winning in our church is not meant for a soul winning squad. There's no soul winning squad here. Everybody here is becoming a soul winner. If you can't be a soul winner, we won't marry you. When you propose to us, we will say no. Hallelujah. Beloved, let everybody be involved in the work. If you are not involved, your beloved will come to work in the church. He'll be coming home happily. Or you may be married. Come home happily. Instead of them to come and welcome you at the gate. Oh, darling, I'm so glad you've come home. I'm so glad you are back at last. I've been waiting up for you. I've been expecting you. And I'm so excited to see you. Come on, let me help you hold your things. And let's go in and take our rest together, baby. That is if you have somebody who understands. But if you don't have somebody who understands, when you arrive, they'll look at you. It's absurd for you to come at such a time. Nonsense. You claim you are in church. What is church? Or if they don't say anything and they are the quiet type, you just get a moody face there. Eyes will not even come from the ground. You better go and find, you know how to use a microwave. You see, it is there. Go and heat your own thing if you want to heat it. If not, eat it cold. Or you go and meet your fufu without soup. 
Those who came early at the soup. And the fufu is there with, for you. And after all, the money you gave me can only make the fufu. There was no money for the soup. Yeah, a certain wife, she made a fufu for the husband and there was no soup. When I said, what is that? Oh, the money you gave me, this is what it can do. It has made a fufu, there's no soup. All my stories are true. Except the ones with foxes and lions and rabbits. How many want to come home to a depressed and angry person? You see, the joy level of the person is low because that person is not involved in the work like you are involved in the work. That's why sometimes when you are beloved, those in somebody from somewhere, we say, bring the person here to church first though. Because I tell you, the person doesn't know and it, it, it may be a strange thing. It's like, no! What's going on? My church, we close at 11. By 12, even the pastor has lunch with his wife every Sunday. He said it in his preaching. He, he, he eats lunch with his family every Sunday. Sunday afternoon is part of their family routine. He's a family man. How many want to come home to somebody who is so happy to see you? You are raising your hands, Pa. You see, everybody likes the same things. Everybody likes the same things and doesn't like the same things. So joy, 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 joy. Very important. Joy. And the Bible says the 70 went out and they came back and they were full of joy. So soul winning is going to change your mood. All moody people are going to become demoodified. Brothers, let me tell you something. Don't go by the happiness you see in church and the happiness people give when they're outside. Like people laughing, chatting. Okay, they look so carefree. You have to know the person better. Yes. Yes. Because, because sometimes some people are so moody that they compensate for the moodiness by being super friendly in public and in church. And sometimes people are nasty, so they compensate by being pleasant to people outside. Yes. You will escape such a moody person in your life. If there are more girls than boys, and you therefore as a brother have options, why should you select an option that is not going to work for you? God forbid. Brothers, God is going to bless you with a Sowina wife. Hey, she will come home sweating. Julie, you are now come say, I, I, I won seven souls. Then you realize that you, you didn't win many souls. And she'll, she'll be in a good mood. She'll be singing. How many would like to come home to somebody who's doing... Would she not be in a good mood? Rather than some strict, she's walking through the house... 
Hey! You, you can't even call the person. You cannot even touch the person. If you like touch, you say, this is what I don't like. When I'm feeling hot, then you are, you are touching me. I don't, I don't like that. I'm working. You are just doing nothing. I don't like all these things. Hey! I'm the only one working in this house. But if you come home, somebody says, How many would like to come home and you don't even know what the person is happy about, but it's just to relax the whole environment. All sisters are being given a free and happy spirit. Amen. Sisters, say amen or don't. If you don't like these things that I, I talk about and teach, please go to another branch. You see, there's another branch, some other place we can even get an Uber for you. <laughs> I tell the person, that, look, I can get an Uber for you. If this type of preaching makes you uncomfortable, there are Ubers. I'll pay an Uber for you right now. Soul winning makes you joyful. I said soul winning makes you joyful. Number five. You must be a soul winner because the true greatness of any church is not on how many it seats, but how many it sends. Yes, how many it sends. Amen. Now, how many it sends, not how many it seats. So, if our church is going to be a great church, it's not about how many people are sitting, but how many are workers. That's why Jesus said, the laborers are few. Yes, the, the harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. <clears throat> the sendable people are few. Sendable means a laborer. Yes. So, I don't want to just have Great people sitting here. Wow, this is my car. I have a Mercedes Benz. Are you selling carpets? You are selling curtain material. You are selling paint. If that's what I wanted, I would have stayed at the Kodesh. Because at the Kodesh, I have curtain material dealers. And carpet sellers. And a lot of people there. Big, important people. I still prefer to be able to send you than to just sit you. I prefer to be able to send you than to sit you here. The greatness of a church is connected to how many people you can send. Not how many people you can sit. 
So you must not just be someone whom I've been able to sit down here. But somebody I can send. Go. Come. Go. Come. Go. Come. Go. Come. Go. 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 Everybody go and bring a soul. How many can I say go and bring a soul? Go and win a soul. We are crossing 20,000 with ease. It's possible. I tell you, I'm energized. I said I am energized. I don't need lucozet for energy. I need soul winning for energy. And I'm turning you from a fornicator to a soul winner. From a liar to a soul winner. From a thief to a soul winner. From a sinner to a soul winner. Yes, I'm giving you a higher goal for your life. Hallelujah. Your goal is not just to do your hair. And to get a man. And to be engaged. And to have a child. You ladies, you see, those of you, sometimes you see a beautiful girl. She got married, 21, 20, whatever. Then you have three children in succession. By the time you are 28, 27, 28, you've had three children, four children. Here's your husband, here's your ring, here's your wedding, here's your child. It's finished, 20 something. All your goals are finished. You realize that this is a small goal for life. Yeah, too small. There are higher things. An army of sendable Christians. Amen. That is what is happening here. Amen. How many cannot be sent? How many can be sent? Uh, 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 only here, only here. Can I send you? Yes. yes. So I can send you today, Sunday, and I can send you, and I say, this Sunday, coming Sunday, a swelling Sunday or whatever it is, everybody, win a soul. Talk to somebody and bring somebody to the house of the Lord. Yeah. So winning. Sendable Christians. You watch me and see. Really, you see me going to follow money. You think I don't know where is money and who has money? Yeah, I know things. I think I don't know things. But I'm following souls. Yes, souls. I want more Basenta leaders. Basenta leaders are sendable. Go and take a bus and bring people from this place. I want more Basenta leaders. You must aspire to become a Basenta leader. A Basenta leader is a sendable person. You send him to an area and say, you see this area, don't come empty-handed. There are people here. Bring them. That's a soul winner. Amen. And you see that your rank and your status changes as you do the work of God. You become more mature. Yeah. You know, there are people I can't even send. Sometimes I have to send someone to a country. There are some places I have pastors. I put them there. I tell them to build a church. They, they can't build. I have to send a girl to go and do the thing, to go and get things done. Because they are, they are not sendable pastors. They can't get anything done. They just send you back a list of excuses. A list of problems. Problems are everywhere, but we want somebody whom we can send. Don't come back with a list of problems. 
I send you somewhere, you just tell me all the difficulties that are there. And now we have to send somebody else to come and sit there to do what you who live there cannot do. Because you can't do the work. You know, God is calling us to rise up in this church and be a sendable group of people. Because your value depends on whether I can send you or not. Can I send you? Can I ask you to go? Can God send you? Can God say to you, go, I trust you, win a soul. When it says win a soul, there will always be young people. Don't think of, grown-ups have already decided. Don't think of any grown-up. So that will be one, they are all children. So those of you who can't relate with young people, you've missed your way. That's a soul winning there. It's finished for you. You will never win a soul. Yeah. If you want to win souls, it means you are sendable to the young people. You see, God has sent me to young people. Yes. I'm over 50 years old. My next major birthday, I'm getting to 60. So, I am sendable to young people. The songs that you enjoy, young people enjoy them in the church. The preaching you are listening to, young people are listening to that preaching. Yeah. What about you? Can you be sent to a young person? Yeah. You know, in all my pastoral work, one of the things that has, I mean, irritated me is when I send somebody on the mission field and then I still have to send somebody to come and just buy cement. Go and buy stones. If you take uh, Cameroon, we are building in three cities in Cameroon. If you take Zambia, we are building in about six cities in Zambia. Chingola and um, Ndola, Luansha, Lusaka, and so on. About six cities. And if you are living there, I have to send somebody, especially, I have to send a girl, a woman, to go and, 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 and negotiate to buy, I mean, just to do the work that you should be doing. It, it's something. And I think God is looking at us on the ground here. And he said that we are surrounded by a sea of souls. But you there, you can't be sent. You can only be seated. And God is telling us, listen carefully. Soul winning is a key to your mental health. Is a key to your value. Oh, yes. You know, when the government comes into power, they'll choose new ambassadors. Every time a government comes, they choose a new ambassador. Somebody they can send. Somebody they can put in America. Somebody they can put in Israel to represent them. Do you think you are ready to represent Ghana? How many of you think the next government is going to choose you as an ambassador? Why wouldn't they choose you? I mean, you don't even know what they, are, what they represent. What are they talking about? You're Nigerian. As our government sent here, as they represent. You see now. So how many realize that when you are sendable, you are like a high-level, valuable person? And that is, the, that is the essence in the church. How many high-level, valued people are there in the church? 
that from today, you are becoming one of the valued customers, valued Christians. Amen. How many have ever met somebody with four fingers? And when you ask him, where is one of your fingers? So I was shaving and it came off. No. Shaving cannot remove a finger. Shaving can remove your beard. It is dispensable, but your finger, it will be there. So when you are very valuable, as a slight something cannot remove you. It will take a major thing to move you. Your value is increasing today. Stand to your feet, everybody. Number six. You must be a soul winner because soul winning is the heartbeat of Jesus. Amen. Luke chapter 19, verse 10. For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Amen. The Son of Man has come to do what? And to save that which was lost. That is the whole purpose of Jesus coming to, 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 to this world. Yes. Listen. Hello? Hello? Uh-huh. Listen. Jesus did not come to build houses on earth. Huh? One day, all these houses will not be there. And when Jesus was telling his disciples, you see this temple? One day, there will be nothing here. They couldn't believe it. But Jesus was the greatest prophet. When we go to Israel, we go to the Wailing Wall, if we have the time, because it's not one of the things I'm so... But when you get to the wall where people pray and they put prayer requests into the wall, they say that is the site of Solomon's temple. But when you stand there, you struggle to ask, so where is the temple? Is it here? Is it there? But actually, you, there's a place you go down underground. And there are, there, there are people underground. And there's excavation deep down. Solomon's temple, which was about 4,000 years ago, it's now under you know, the earthly human creation is a very temporary thing. The purpose of Jesus was not to come and build any new church or come and build any new building, I should say, but was to win souls. He says, the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. So we also must sort of see the wisdom in what Jesus is doing. He's come to seek and to save the lost. So you too, your life must be seeking and saving the lost. Now sit down. Or you prefer to stand? Okay. Charlie, the weather is hot. I don't know how it is going to be in March. Matches Ocho Cri Cri. 
<laughs> dress down, yeah. When are, when are we starting dress down? First match. Swollen Sunday's third match. Yeah, no wear suit to come to church. Hey. You can wear your singlet and come. Uh, now, look at this, everybody. Look at Luke chapter 19, verse 10. The Son of Man has come to seek and to save. So everybody seek. Say seek. Yeah, you see, the lost are not just standing there. You have to seek them. Yeah, you have to seek them. That's why we don't win anybody, because we are not prepared to go out of our way. But I didn't see any soul in my life. Yes, you won't see any soul in your life. Yes. You didn't seek for any soul. So, anything now, you will not see any soul. Because all your life is covered with Christians. You don't meet unbelievers anymore. You are, you are in different worlds. So, you need to seek. You need to go out of your way to seek. And then to save. So, from today, we are seeking. And I want you to start implementing what I'm saying. Seek and save that which is lost. Especially a, any young person. Any young person. Is, we need young people. The grown-ups, they've already decided what they want to do. But the young people, they are the people that will respond to the preaching of the gospel. So you are becoming a sendable person and you are now understanding the heart of Jesus. Few people understand your heart. When I ask a brother, is there anybody here who has a beloved? You have a beloved. How old are you to have a beloved? Stand up, stand up. Why do you like your beloved? Let me tell you. Um, she, she's fun. She laughs. She's very, she likes to serve. She can cook well. I mean, that's why you like her. Yeah. I mean, she's beautiful. She has, she has a great smile. When I see her, it's like, I mean. <laughs> wow. This brother is enjoying, I tell you. Is there anybody, any other brother who has a beloved? I want to know why. Why people have beloveds. You have a beloved? Why, why, what, 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 do, you, what do you like about your beloved? Um, one of the things I really liked about her is that um, when usually i'm a very time conscious person sometimes so i realized that whenever i was going somewhere i needed to get there on time whenever i used to move in a large group like my church we were all moving but i realized that every time she's always ready on time and one of the things that made me really like her that she's ready on time okay anybody else uh, beloved a potential beloved you should see tap some keys happiness and being on time What do you like about your beloved? Um, I think one of, the <laughs> one of the main things I like about her is that she's very peaceful. So there's no quarrels, no fighting. She listens to me. She obeys me. Very peaceful. So if you can, remain that way. Wow. <laughs> yes. People are giving credentials. But one of the things that I've also heard is that 
they say that she understands me. Yes, she seems to understand what I'm doing. And that is also something that is, you can see that the person you are relating with understands what is happening and understands what you are trying to do.